Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle me, Pete. Oh, we're back. It's WrestleMania 29. Check out our Patreon. If you haven't, there is a newsletter up on there. There is uh, extra shows, an extra show every week if you are bereft when you finish uh, your, your Wrestle Me dose on this RSS feed and you're sad and un- upset. Get involved. There's more stuff over there coming at you hard. I Life did, comes at you hard. I come love at you the harder. fact that we did. We, you've heard the pipe bomb once, and then you don't go. <laughs> it's like I just. I'm so excited because our next Patreon exclusive is uh, Starcade 1990. Yes, I am really hoping you're going to start wearing face paint like Nita. <laughs> it's about time. Oh, I quite enjoyed that. I just said life comes at you hard, and we come at you harder. That is a promo. Yeah, that is a sn- snake esque promo. Yeah, isn't it? I I, I was quite life obsessed with Mr. Saeed. Saito's uh, promo on Starcade 90, which we will talk about. But someone has given Mr. Saito the impression that he understands and speaks English. <laughs> and I don't believe that that is a no. nice thing to have done to a, a Japanese gentleman who is trying his best. A Japanese gentleman. Maybe it's in the same way that when Japanese, uh, when 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 uh, US uh, stars go to Japan, they come back, they get rebranded as Japanese. Yeah. So you can contract a language. Oh, is Tensai, is that a Japanese word, do we think? Oh, or is it something? Know. Someone's Maybe. made up. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would Lord say, Tensai. I would say it's. A, I would say it's definitely a name. Mm. I, I don't know what the uh, what, what the genesis of it was. Let's have a look. Tensai. Meaning, <laughs> meaning in English. Clearly, other people. Oh, it means talent or gift. Lord oh, Talent. That's Lord it. Talent. That's the Tensai? sort of yeah. that, that's the sort of name that like a, sh- a shit crisp posh crisp firm would have with a fucking <laughs> fox with a monocle and a top hat. <laughs> Lord Talent. Nummy nummy scrum scrum crisps <laughs> for cunts. <laughs> I think that's the case. Anyway, yeah, something, something, something. Yeah, Tensai. Lovely old job. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, well, that's there good. I've got any I respect that, for, yeah. that, for yeah. that gimmick. I, I was always like, this is bullshit. <laughs> but now I look at it and I actually think, oh. Chris it to yeah, him, Lord I'd be, Talent. I'd be called Muzukashi, which means difficult. <laughs> Lord Difficult. I'd be called Nanny Mass. Nanny Mass. <laughs> well, we open uh, this, this show. Um, so, yeah, patreon.com slash WrestleMe. If you want more of this shit, um, we... Um, we open this with uh, a VT. Uh, we're back to WrestleMania 29. We're on uh, match two, uh, Mark Henry versus Ryback. But before we get there, we get a VT that <laughs> does not even touch this it goes it goes it went into my eyes and my ears <laughs> and it just went straight out again i had no interest in this at all it's basically vt about john cena being sad because last yeah. year he lost the main event and the rock was involved and the year before that he lost the main event and the rock was involved so he's going to put this all right by getting in a main event where the rock is involved yeah it's 
it's just and then he points at the WrestleMania sign. It's just it's nothing. This is the start of this big John Cena is has got one last match in him <laughs> thing, which runs now for the rest of his career, where they're all right. like, you know, he's always like, ah, he's a battle scarred soldier. Yeah. And he's just been beaten down so much. He's won everything. He's not- constantly. <laughs> he's constantly I'm, looking at a he's constantly solemnly looking at a fucking belt. Yeah. Constantly. Exactly. Exactly. Does, does he even I think he's won the Royal Rumble to get here. I mean, it's just <laughs> it, you know, they don't mention the fucking that bit, do they? But I mean it I I, I hate this whole, you know, John Cena is again, it's wrestling. I don't really care about him going, I am having an internal struggle <laughs> that only I can really understand. Well and also it's if the CM Punk does it. You know, there's a little bit of truth in it. Yeah. When seeing John Cena, a man who's a giant, a muscle man, a good-looking guy, nothing has gone badly for him. Nope. He's white. Yeah. Nothing in his life Absolutely. will ever go bad for him because he's beautiful and muscular and rich and white. <laughs> yeah. So nothing has ever gone bad for him. Yeah, I, I would. I would say if I, Mark I Henry, actually... a big fat black guy, yeah. like says. I'm having a tough time. Um, things are conspiring against me. I can see that societally, that might be the fucking I, case. I but we're seeing that well. nowhere. I mean, what you actually hit there with the CM Punk thing is absolutely true. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get a bit of the rub that the CM yeah. Punk thing did. They're trying to make John Cena into the new CM Punk. Yeah. Forgetting, of course, that the whole thing was against John Cena <laughs> when they did it. And so what they're doing now is going, well, you are to the rock what... You were to CM Punk. So why don't we have you going boo-hoo-hoo? It's all going badly for me. John, we all hate you anyway. You you know, that's good. Are you in pain? Good. I I hope The Rock breaks your shoulder blade. (laughs) Very strange. Just the shoulder blade. Really hard to heal. Really difficult to heal. There's nothing we can do. The thing about the shoulder blade is it's not a bone. It's almost like a piece of cuttlefish back. (laughs) All right, so that you can't, no, 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 can't be glued. Get it out, we've eaten it. (laughs) We removed it and ate it. Sorry. Sorry, Um, uh, You'll notice my budgie is very fat. Um, Mark Henry versus Ryback. Yeah, now I really, really enjoyed this match. I thought it was really, really good for what I imagined it was going to be. Uh, I I just, they have that, that classic thing of people in wrestling, they love to see too big in the words of like Jim Ross, two hosses, two great big, big boys. They like yeah. to see them get together and they like to see them whack each other for five minutes <laughs> and one of them win. Yeah. And that is what you get. The problem, like a lot of these things where you get people who are very tall, yeah. they always go, do you not be great? Match them up with someone else tall. And then you've just got two people of the same, same size. size. It's ridiculous. It it. We were talking about Dean Ambrose not wrestling um, at The Undertaker last yeah. week. There's no... That would be excellent. If yeah. Dean Ambrose can get a fucking match out of a, a giant man who's got busted up knees. Yeah, like. entirely. Now, you've got with with um, with these two, what you've got is two very big, powerful men. Mm. And they look very similar. Yes. So when you're a million miles away, it's just like two children. That, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, uh, Ryback is one of those very, very laughed at people. Mm. And I've always found it sort of difficult to work out why. Right. And what it turns out is slightly because when he left, he was a bit of a visionary. And <laughs> like all visionaries, like Jesus Christ, right back very much <laughs> like Jesus Christ, me. he was mocked <laughs> and he was abused. And I think actually time has proved him right. But we'll, we'll get to that. So he's a guy mm. called, um, he's called Ryan Allen Reeves. Mm. And when he was growing up, he always said that his friends called him, he said there was like a silverback because he was such a big lad and he mm. obviously did a lot of weights and things like that. Um, I, I don't know if blokes give other blokes really positive nicknames. Yeah. Well, they do if they're massive, I yeah. guess. Like a silverback. So he, he took his name, Ryan... Is that Dr. Pussenstein? <laughs> 
I mean, they're more, it would. I mean, the truth is, that they would have said, "Do you know what you look like? You look like a muscly bollock." And <laughs> he would have then been called Ryball or something like that. But he takes silver back and Ryan, and he puts yeah. it together to be Ryback. Um, he wrestles. Um, he, he enters tough enough, um, and uh, he does pretty well in it. Mm. I think he falls out because he has bronchitis or something. There's some weird reason. But the WWE have seen enough of him to say, "We're going to give you a developmental contract." He Bron- gets a bron- bronchitis. <laughs> <laughs> he gets, I got bronchitis. <laughs> he gets uh, the development contract. He goes to some of the. He actually goes through a lot of their different developmental territories over the years. So he right. starts in deep south wrestling. He goes on to Ohio Valley wrestling, and then and he this finds is himself in, front in of people. Yeah. yeah right, okay. So th- this is very much the feeder system. Mm. WWE at this point begin realizing when that stale period's around that because of the death of the territories, people aren't really finding their way into wrestling. Mm. So what they do is instead of taking them and, and having trained them and put them out there and they've had eight months of experience and they look like shit and then they don't get over and then they get sacked. Mm. They decide, well, let's start a feeder system. The idea is the developmental places, they will have WWE inject money, they sign people, they pay people, and they get to wrestle in front of small regional crowds to yeah. build up their skills. They've been doing this really since OVW, which was uh, years like you know Brock Lesnar and Batista and Randy Orton and Shelton Benjamin. Right. They all came through that system. So it's worked and it's a very successful one. By this point, they're beginning to to, to begin to centralize it so some of the other territories are dropped and eventually what you end up with is nxt which is the developmental brand we've talked about how confusing it is we go from tough enough which was the reality show where they tried to find new stars and you know they did um that then became renamed nxt and it was uh, a a sort of talent hunt that played out on tv Mm. but then nxt became the developmental system and it became down in Florida they built their own performance center which would become very important this year when the coronavirus shut everything down and they needed somewhere to be able to perform they built a state of the art performance center but in the early days they had uh, FCW which became uh, NXT and FCW was Florida Championship Wrestling and Roman Reigns he came out of um, Florida Championship Wrestling he was a guy who was trained by his he, his father was Seeker from the Wild Samoans and the mm. Wild Samoans had a a, a wrestling school so his brother had been a wwe star um roman reigns he was a guy called rosie who was originally part of a tag team called three minute warning with umaga um roman reigns as the son of seeker is part of that giant samoan family and he was taken to fcw now he'd had no prior experience he'd been trained and they made him into a star there under the name leaky which was no it's terrible absolutely terrible decision (laughs) but fcw becomes the thing where you know people are coming through and they are beginning to make stars and ryback is one of those people they, he comes into um, the new NXT series that they do in WWE. He ends up being part of the Nexus, mm. who attack John Cena. Yes, and at that point, they've given him a cowboy gimmick and called him Skip Sheffield. <laughs> All right? Why are they? I, they just did not know what they were fucking Skip doing. Sheffield. I mean, this is this is the same time uh, a year later they'd be taking Mr. Perfect Son and they would be giving him the name Michael McGillicuddy. You know, it just, it didn't make any sense. Um, Bray Wyatt, you know, who would become so popular, yeah. he was there as Husky Harris, Husky being the American word for for overweight. Mm. You know, just bad decisions. He skipped Sheffield, the fucking cowboy. That's exactly what people are looking for in 2012, you know. <laughs> uh, but he breaks his ankle in a match. So he Ooh. sort of drifts out. It takes a long time to heal. And when he returns, he comes back as Ryback. Now, Ryback is is a sort of character that I think he felt was very, very close to his own heart. It was a cross between... It's been described really sort of memorably, I think, by, as a cross between Goldberg meets the Ultimate Warrior meets Rob Van Damme's tights. Um, <laughs> 
And what he did was he'd come out and they did something they'd not done for a long time, which was on TV, they'd feed him enhancement talent and he'd beat them. He'd sometimes beat them, you know, two men at once. Mm. And people were just like, oh, it's another muscle guy. Yeah. But slowly he started getting over. And part mm. of it was he seemed to really sort of take it seriously what he was doing, even though it was sort of stupid. He was powerful. That was good. Mm. That always gets you over. Yeah. But he also seemed to not, people would sort of boo him, you know, like, oh, he's crap. And he was just like, he just make him do more. He'd just keep on. He never broke character. And I think there was a sort of slow, actually, this is quite fun. <laughs> there began being people began chanting Goldberg at him. He looks very similar and yeah, similar sort of style. In, internally, they called this, this sort of portmanteau Ryberg. Right. What they were hoping, I think, is that Goldberg would see it and it would seem like a natural money program for Goldberg to come and, and do. They'd, they'd approached Goldberg a number of times and Goldberg had always said he had no more interest in professional wrestling. And I think there was this sense of if we create a Goldberg sort of knockoff and it becomes popular then this would be a natural have, fit for, yeah. a, for a WrestleMania. He will not be able to turn this down. Yeah. Uh, instead, what happened is they, they tried to ramp it up slightly by having Ryber, Ryback do uh, a Goldberg move, uh, sort of nick it. And right. I think they sort of, you know, that made people chant Goldberg all the more. Right. Uh, Goldberg simply responded, um, comparisons offend me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I he like. sort of spoke quite eloquently about it, sort of saying he, uh, like, I was, in, look, I, was into the car, I was into the guy until I saw the Goldberg, and I, was, I, yeah. I don't think he's a very good wrestler. <laughs> no, well, I mean, his, his, his in-ring work has actually been criticised quite yeah. badly. He's hurt a lot of people. <laughs> well, he has. I mean, like a lot of big guys, He's one of those people, I think, who is, I need to look like I'm a dominant monster. Mm. And part of that is... Stiff. That, yeah, they've talked about him being green, unsafe, and lacking in stamina. And the lacking in stamina is a key thing. As you saw, funnily enough, from that Saudi Arabia match with Goldberg and The Undertaker, mm. because they blew up so quickly, every move they did after a certain point was just almost lethal because they didn't have the strength <laughs> to, to keep it going. Um, there was One of the matches that, that, that really sealed his fate was a match against Lord Tensai, right. Al, Al, Albert, big guy. And he tried to do his finishing move called the shell shocked, which was he'd put you on the on your back, he'd march around, and then he'd sort of you know fall down. Mm. I, I believe it's a one legged muscle buster. You could describe it as, and uh, he just he just he just could not do it. He tried it again and again and again, and he kept on dropping him really awkwardly. I right. mean, it was it's hard to watch. Yeah. That. it's really horrible. Um, that gave him the reputation. Uh, he would then they gave him an unbroken streak like Goldberg of about I think thirty two matches and. He was suddenly a big star. Mm. And people were really excited by this monster who couldn't be stopped until they, they put him against CM Punk and he lost. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And right. they, they should have been building him over the year, really, and he should have been undefeated. By the time we see him at this WrestleMania, we are, what, four or five months after Survivor Series where he's lost. He's not managed to get the belt from CM Punk and all of the impetus that was behind him has been lost. Yeah. All the steam has gone out of it. Um, CM Punk said that he hated wrestling Ryback. He said he reckoned wrestling Ryback on those occasions cost him 20 years off his career. <laughs> um, oh, there have been yeah. other people. Um, um, I mean, Punk actually referred to him as a steroid guy. Um, Ryback has um, admitted that when he was in, I mean, in WWE on. in his early come years, on. he certainly was doing it. Come he also on. gave Dolph Ziggler a concussion off a stiff clothesline. Um, the only person who um, actually said they really enjoyed wrestling him was Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho <laughs> said, no, I had a lot of fun with him. He said, I've never seen him do anything like that. Um, what was really interesting is this WrestleMania, uh, Chris Jericho had taken one of his many sabbaticals and mm. he basically returned for a short program from January onwards to WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe even through to SummerSlam. But the reason he came back was he was going to be facing Ryback at WrestleMania. 
And part of the thing he was going to be doing with that was he was going to be putting Ryback over to make him a big star. The problem is, of course, he believed that by the time he got to Ryback, Ryback would still be undefeated. So having signed his contract, he began watching as Ryback was losing all the time. Right. So Jericho was like, well, okay, let's build him up again over the four months. And by the time he faces me and he gets that victory, he'll be a bigger star and we can forget all about that. Right. Um, that didn't happen. We'll talk about that when we get to Jericho's match oh. with Fandango, uh, a thing which led him to want to quit the WWE <laughs> immediately. Um, he, he had this, this, this winning streak. It ended. He, he gets the Intercontinental Champion, but he did leave the company in 2016 uh, very acrimoniously. Because um, he's got a couple more WrestleManias to go, I might save the story of his... I mean, he set up a podcast, a nutritional company, and he did his own adverts, and everybody mocked him for it. So in 2016, I'm going to talk about it now, fuck it. In 2016, <laughs> he had a podcast, um, and that was at a time when launching your own podcast was seen as essentially being an admission of madness. Yes. That you were the vainest, stupidest <laughs> person on earth. His was called Conversations with the Big Guy. Right. And he said, creating that was a way for me to stay in the public eye, have my voice be heard, and we're doing great. Mm. Three things that, that podcasts yeah. do not do. <laughs> right? They do not keep you in the public eye. No one is listening to your voice, and no podcast does great. Patreon.com um, forward slash WrestleMania. <laughs> Seriously, I'm serious. But what he'd done that everyone sort of went, oh, you're mentally ill, mm. was when he left WWE, he changed his name legally to Ryback mm. because he didn't want WWE to have a trademark on it and stop him using I it. I don't, I think, look, a contract as, as uh, a couple of business partners I've had in the past say is very much uh, the starting, the, the, the way you start with a legal proceeding. Yeah. Like, it, they're not frequently not worth the fucking shit they're written on, right? No. So, so you look at a man deciding to change his name by deed Paul to Ryback I don't think, I think that's not actionable. I, I, I think you're not allowed to do that. I, I'm fairly, if they had a real problem with it, I think, if they wanted to use that name again for whatever reason or yeah. use it again, they would have a problem with that, I think. But, but if I, I mean, I, I suppose his big thing is that he came up with it and it was right, a high school okay, nickname. Yeah, that's fair. So fair all news, he's yeah, doing okay, slightly news. is he's changing his name to something which legally he would probably be awarded anyway. anyway yeah. But it's probably a cheaper way of doing it. What you're sort of, I mean, he, he has talked in, in the past about things like he had uh, websites and stuff that he, you know, he would run and the WWE mm. demanded all the domain sort of titles back. Yeah. And it was of subsidiary stuff. So they called him, you know, the big guy and that became a trademark term. So his right. website, you know, big guy, they said, no, you've got to hand that over. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, there are ways of doing it, aren't they? He was, he's an interesting guy because he was never huge. But he obviously had a real sense of what he was and what he believed his worth was. Yes. One of the things he's done since leaving is he's never, ever wrestled for another big federation. But apparently he's still on the independents working. And he has never lost a match since, <laughs> I think, 2016 when he left the WWE. Right. On the independents, he only wins. He has got a sense of what he is mm. and what his value is. now. Yeah. I, he, I don't think you can take that away from them, surely. I mean, you. you I, 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 I sort of admire him. I yeah. know. I know some of his stuff. Quite often, when there's big stories, someone will go to Ryback because Ryback will give something very quotable. Right. And it's not because it's witty. It's because he just sounds a bit demented, you know. And I think that is a problem for him. But everything else about him, I sort of go. I sort of like. I, <laughs> right, I like man. your moxie. I like your sort of. <laughs> I like your your sense of going. I mean, he is very much a if you like, a four out of ten, 
who sincerely believes he's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> and in an odd way, I find that really endearing. Yeah. And that makes him probably, for me, a five or six. <laughs> so it's sort of working. Um, when he left, he um, he set up his uh, his um, his nutrition and fitness apparel. I, can, I can't say that. Fitness clothing line. F- apparel? Yeah, apparel. Yeah. Fitness apparel line. Uh, as well as he wrote a motivational book called Wake Up, It's Feeding Time. Um, <laughs> I know he, Good he One of the lines he used to say in the ring was, feed me more, feed me more, <laughs> okay. as in more men. Right. <laughs> I know it. Feed why? me more men. That was <laughs> the name of his book. Why is this... <laughs> but why, why does he want other people to be fed? He's got that thing of being a bodybuilder where he's really, he's really showing off about that thing of... like Bodybuilders are like, how much can you lift? But it's also that thing of going ate a lot this morning you know oh I can eat a load how many eggs can you eat you know and that feed me more thing I think is from the the gym and the body (laughs) and the bodybuilding world he um he he had his book which is wake up it's feeding time spin off of feed me more again if if you weren't a wrestling fan to get to that it would take a long time uh but um he then had his, his nutrition line through his own website right um I was reading about him him talking about this it did make me laugh again remember he's a four out of ten he thinks he's a ten yeah now that I've left WWE, I have the time and I've always had these ideas in my head for Feed Me More Nutrition. <laughs> I had all these notes I've written over the years, so I got in contact with a very reputable production company. They asked me if I was some kind of chemist because the formulas are so good. <laughs> um, initially, the line consisted Trumpian. of just uh, three products, uh, all sweetened with stevia or stevia, mm. isn't it? Which is the one that it's quite sort of common now. Yes. It basically replaced uh, saccharin and aspartame. Yeah. Xylitol. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know who actually worked out the stevia is much safer than um, the other one, saccharin and oh, I don't know. Well, it was Ryback. Oh, <laughs> um, right. Okay. He said uh, on his website, "There's a little Q and A thing. How much does aspartame and sucralose harm you?" That's a great question. He responds to his own question. <laughs> These artificial sweeteners are used in virtually all diet products. The shocking truth is, supplement companies use cheap man-made sweeteners in their powdered formulas. Because your health and well-being isn't even an afterthought. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Here's the clincher. I cut them out eight years ago. Why? Because I suffered from blackouts when I was standing still. (laughs) Scary times. Don't forget this. Every single morning I woke up feeling groggy and fatigued with blurry vision. Didn't matter how many hours of sleep I had. Let me tell you more. After doing some research, I realised aspartame and sucralose were why I had these symptoms. Um, so he, uh, he came out with three different nutritional drinks with stevia right. or stevia. Um, according to the superstar, the products he, he developed helped restore also his own natural testosterone levels for the first time in a decade. <laughs> I suffered from low testosterone for five years before I was on TV with WWE, admitted Ryback. <laughs> that, uh, that's very much a, and that's why I took all that testosterone. Yeah, my body never recovered from that. I mean, it does, it but does. you keep <laughs> taking stop, it. It's a guys. real problem. <laughs> uh, it happens to a lot of guys, he said. Uh, Thanks to the WWE wellness policy, and I will commend it all day long, he said. Uh, he went on doctor-supervised testosterone replacement therapy. He said it kept my testosterone levels at normal so I could feel good and function normally as a man. <laughs> it's all every, it's a bit everything he says when he's sort of building himself up, there's a slight thing of like those lines where he's just like, I was blacking out standing still. Where you go, you fucking what? And then he's like, and I was able to perform normally as a man. And you're like, oh, what? Everything's just a bit off and so again i own tools <laughs> he's he's a he's a four who thinks he's a 10 he's just i, I like it. magic i know i've come around with a bit it is it well, is like, really sweet in in that in that quote where he's sort of saying um your health is not even 
an afterthought or something. Yes. It just, it's like, your, it might be on the other page. Your health and well-being isn't even an afterthought. Isn't even an afterthought. That's a bad sentence. Yes. You're saying that it's not even an afterthought. I'm not thinking about it at all. No. Is he talking about him and his own stuff? He's talking about other, other manufacturers. Right. Yeah. I thought he was talking about his own stuff. I might have Sorry, slightly right. ruined the inflection in that because <laughs> I'd, I'd actually taken a big thing, but I realised he listed a load of the different manufacturers. Oh, uh, okay. That right. is a battle I do not want to have <laughs> because I don't want to have to call up Ryback and have him in court trying to help me out oh yeah he's the unreliable narrator Jesus. slash defense are you all right have you just blacked up standing uh, blacked up blacked out <laughs> jesus Very christ unwelcome. i thought you were gonna black out and that'd be a hilarious <laughs> joke right about you making right this back. terrible you're an idiot mate oh man nightmare. Um, he again in this little interview where he's talking about his supplement it would sort of say uh, hoping to eventually settle down and have kids he began using his own formula in an effort to regain his body's natural testosterone balance it just sounds like him talking about being able to maintain an erection. It's very much I, that, I, isn't it? There's a lot of that And in it there. seems sad. It's that sort of, you know, I've, <laughs> I, ma- I've made myself a potion and hopefully one day I'll find a lady who loves me. You know, <laughs> just, oh, Ryback. Oh, Ryback. Oh, he's oh. sweet. Um, still alive? <laughs> yes, body, he is. Looking he is. at his body, still alive? Yeah, he is, he is. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, his website's really worth going on to because there's lots of photographs of him in a suit. Nice. And he's very much, I am the, the shill man for my own company. Yes. And I, I, I just like the fact that he's done it and he sort of got mocked for it yeah. but there is a slight thing as well I think where anyone who goes on to do something which is them taking control and mm. them going I think I can do this yeah. and it lasting everyone around is sick and riddled with jealousy yes. and you hope it will fail <laughs> and so there is that sense of oh you're a fucking joke mate and it, well he's still here isn't he <laughs> yeah. you know and he's still doing it and look he's in a suit and he looks yeah. he looks happy for the camera he's got a Big old stiff in the stiffy in there. Yep, huge. Oh, big old stiffy, and huge he now. is he's keeping up the repayments on his um, server. Exactly. So, and, don't worry about and it. And your health and, and, and nutrition are not an afterthought. <laughs> who can we say that Front about? And center for him. Who can we say that about? It's um, a heavy. Look, heavy I, I really like this match. I mean, Mark Henry is entering that period in his career where he's nailing what he's doing, what yeah. he should be doing after twenty years of never quite nailing it, <laughs> and suddenly, right at the end of his career, bang, he finds it. Yeah. Um, they, they have a funny <laughs> end here, so it, I quite liked it. Oddly, where he tries to get uh, Mark Henry up for his shell shocked move, yes. and he and he sort of he manages it, yeah. it. And Henry, <laughs> Mark Henry, does not look confident. No, he, he I mean, grabs Henry out for the rope. Hasn't been thrown around very much. No, you know? so I mean, yeah, I assume it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> uh, a man picks up Mark Henry no. and puts him over his shoulder. And Henry has to sort of grab the rope. But the one thing is, Henry's never been in that position before. No. He's never been on someone's shoulder, six foot off the ground. Yeah. And so instead of making it obvious that he's grabbing the rope and that Ryback can't do it, yeah. they just sort of, you know, it looks like he's steadying himself and then Ryback <laughs> just collapses. And because obviously Mark Henry is really heavy, Ryback can't do a convincing, oh, my leg's gone out and I'm doing yeah. this. He's just like, I'm going to fall on the thing. And he falls down <laughs> and he slightly sort of like pancakes himself. And again, yeah. that looks a bit slapstick. And... Then Mark Henry just pins him. So like, what the what that what happened there? I, I like matches ending with the idea that you made a mistake and it and it cost you. Yeah, you you went for go, you know the the, the we went for the brass ring and you came up short and when you landed you broke both your legs. I like that <laughs> as a thing. You don't see it very much in WrestleMania, but they just sort of didn't quite deliver it enough. And you just it, you did sort of watch it and just go, did that just go massively wrong? <laughs> but it's more it's more that Mark Henry. The, the, I mean, you wouldn't try that for the first time at WrestleMania. No. You, so he's clear. They've cleared out a few goals of it. <laughs> 
And Mark, but, Hen- I, but Mark Henry knows what's happened the, the other times, yeah. so that's why he's got his hand on the fucking well, wall. exactly. I think there's a slight thing as well if they would have tried it maybe once. <laughs> I, I can't Let's imagine Mark Henry... Now. Yeah, I can't imagine Mark Henry is sitting there just going, yeah, lift me up all day long if you like. Yeah, yeah. I think he's going, mate, do you know what? You get one. You get one. You and get if you one. Get it, if you get it right, we go on through. Yeah. We go through. Well, that, that will do. You know, <laughs> I think there's a sense of that. Um, <laughs> they then get right back to get back up. And he, I think he then does the move on Mark Henry, doesn't he? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Which yeah, yeah. I sort of thought. I mean, the problem with that is you've just sort of gone. Oh, I couldn't do it, and I collapsed and got pinned, and I knocked myself out, sort of. And then and it's like thirty seconds, you know, twenty seconds later. Yeah, he's just like, I can do it now. Yeah. I can do it now. And and there is a slight point of what what would have been better. I think is is you don't do a thing that looks like it's gone wrong. What what he should have done is he should have done that with Mark Henry. Yeah, he should have hit him with the move, and then Mark Henry should have just basically, you know, done a crucifix pin on him or something and just luckily pinned him. Yeah. You know, that would have been a veteran move. Mm. But instead, it was a bit weird. It's like, I uh, lift you up, I fall on my face, I get up, I do the move, <laughs> I lost! <laughs> but that's the thing, is like going, you can't do this. Yeah. So it looks like you're just trying it again. You yeah. just look like you've forgotten that you did it that you yeah. did it, it didn't work. Uh, look, Pete, it's a four who thinks he's a ten. <laughs> it's just magic. Um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. He just says, how many holes does a straw have? Zero, one, or two. The internet can't figure it out, so I've done what any sane person would do. Ask the Luke and the Pete. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Luke Moore for an unplanned half hour every Monday and Thursday as we talk about, well, anything really, from your emails to life's great mysteries to this guy. 
the noise you're going to hear sounds like a man being interrupted by a car. He isn't being interrupted by the car. He is making yes. the car sound. <laughs> How on earth is he doing that? Beep, 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 beep. How does he make that noise? Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Beep, 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 beep. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stakhanov production. Let's have match wow. three. Uh, team match Hell three. No, Daniel Bryan yeah. and Kane against uh, Biggie Langston and Dolph Ziggler. Let me stop you there, Mark. Uh-huh. I think you're missing out the... Uh... The uh, was it at this point we have the JBL um, uh, WWE Mattel Power Slammers. I didn't even notice that. What? What's going on? There's a bit, and I think it's there. Yes, I believe it is. Um, JBL and the commentary team. Uh, who've you got there? Um, not Jerry. Yeah, Jerry. Ma- Lowe, Michael yeah, Cole. Oh, sorry, there. Michael Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, they've got these little power slammers. They've these got little what? I missed this entirely. These little figures that you wind up, and they ro- some of them rotate <laughs> around okay. their access, and they just have a fight and stuff. And uh, JBL just spends his time. I think he keeps hitting Rey Mysterio. The thing going, <laughs> I've always wanted to do this, and he's just hitting Rey Mysterio. <laughs> they don't work. The, the toys don't work. They are terrible. They look like no one's buying this plastic crap, uh-huh. but it was a lovely attempt at bringing back some of that old kind of commercialised side of WrestleMania. That, that, that nice WWF magazine yeah. where oh, we've got our own adverts. Yeah. Hey, look, we've got four hours of TV. We can flog <laughs> a lot of this shit clogging up the warehouse. They're two figurines, and they, and you attach their hands, or, hand to a hand or a hand to a leg, I believe, and then you just wind them up and let them just... <laughs> just just kind of like it doesn't spasm. Sound, is that, it's a spasming. Is that basically what happens in Ryback Mark Henry? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I missed that entirely. Yeah, no, yeah. These things happen because we are getting to a point where the matches are getting right. Because you, when I was watching the WCW stuff from 1990 uh, for the Patreon, mm. I was like, I was way more invested in fucking micro, yeah, entirely exploring entirely. everything because there are funny things happening all the time. But with WWE, everything's so well choreographed. It's just like, right, yeah. okay, in, t- the, in the, the 2000s. The thing for me is I miss quite a bit of things in it because I would have, in that point where J-Bell is talking about that, I am on Ryback's website <laughs> yes. taking out quotes <laughs> that I find amusing and buying I'm it for amusement. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's very much what happens. Mm. I, the, the thing about these WrestleManias for me is you can tell that when we talk about the matches, we, we have about a 30-second chat about the matches. They are just very competent yes. a lot of the time. Yeah, um, unless it's right back at Mark Unless it's right back at Mark Henry's finishing <laughs> section. Um, but the, I mean, this match, for example, Team Hell No, which is Daniel Bryan and Kane, simple thing they do here is they take Daniel Bryan, who is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, yep. and what they do is they put him with a big established star, and that tells everybody, look, we are we are sort of going, is he ready? And yeah. we haven't put him with a schlub. We haven't put him with someone of his same stature. We've put him with one of our big stars. And so let's see if he can keep mm. going. Um, and oddly, when they came out, fuck me the response that Daniel Bryan gets. Yeah. You know, it's just thrilling. They do a really nice bit in this um, WrestleMania as well, where Dolph Ziggler, I think he gets hit by Bryan really quickly. And we think we're going to get another one of these Daniel Bryan matches at WrestleMania that is under 20 seconds <laughs> where they start doing the count. And it's like, oh my God, yeah. is he one? Are we going to see Daniel Bryan has had, you know, like two WrestleManias in a row and a combined match length of 20, 20 seconds. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Not not the worst gimmick in the world, um, <laughs> I must say. But the um, the, uh, the, uh, this was the first match that I saw 
Well, when Brian came out, I was like, that is a proper response. Mm. And the yes movement is taking off slightly here, or, or certainly not the movement yet, but everyone is going yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Playing on the thing we talked about. I think we've probably, this is an excellent advert because we talk about the rise of Daniel Bryan in the Patreon uh, where we covered Money in the Bank 2011. Yeah. So there is a certain amount of, oh, oh if I just listen without paying, then the uh, the whole encyclopedia and collection <laughs> is actually incomplete. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so I'm not going to go over the rise of Daniel yes. Bryan, which let me tell you, is one of the finest pieces we've done. Um, Patreon.com <laughs> If you're already a Patreon member, please don't tweet to say to, to people who aren't Patreon members that it's not the best thing we've done. Just let us have our thing. Let us have our thing. We won't be able to do this podcast. <laughs> yes. Now, this was the first match that actually during it, my heart rate, I actually felt going up. Oh, I, yeah, was, yeah. I was probably like, this is exactly what I want to see. It was fast. It was good. You've got mm. Daniel Bryan, who is just uh, uh, becoming this amazing meteor. Amish man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Amish th- there's a slight sort of thing there as well where I look at where he's sort of, I don't know, what, I don't know how they come up with this, but that thing about the beard is slightly going. I will be the furthest thing away from, from what, what you, you think, yeah. like being, you know, you look mm. at your Roman Reigns and it's all, you know, I bet he smells delicious, yeah. like really nice sort of mahogany and leather and <laughs> like that. And Daniel Bryan is just like, I am going to wear a pair of pants and I'm going to have a big ratty beard. And do you know what? You can't stop me. He looks like a bloke who'd be silhouetted in the darkness um, on Mumford and Sons touring band, doesn't he? Playing guitar, doesn't or banjo he? or something. He'd be he, exactly. He'd be. Oh, it's the seventh Mumford. You know. At <laughs> least <laughs> I mean, this was second. I think the second. Is it Babel? The second Mumford and Sons album. Got yeah. I saw it for a radio station. Actually, radio, <laughs> uh, and they played a lot of fucking Mumford and Sons. They did. Um, and uh, yeah, they uh, the it was the second album. So uh, beards were starting to arrive. Yeah, waistcoats were starting to arrive. Yeah, you know that sort of that sort of thing. And, and, it, and it's not a tidy beard, is it? No, not and, at and all. And he's got this really unfortunate kind of like blonde around the mouth. And so the actual behind, underneath the chin, the hair is darker, so it looks a bit Amish. You don't yeah. notice the hair on, on the moustache and the, and the mouth so much, so it does look a bit Amish, and I'm in for it. I'm it's in, I'm in it's just great. I mean, he, he came from, I think, you know, he, he grew up in sort of the Washington state. Right. So he's sort of um, that Seattle Yes, uh, element. Okay. I mean, he doesn't seem to me like uh, you know he is he is a vegan. Mm. He is, uh, but he's a sports entertainer. Whenever you see sort of backstage stuff when he was early in his career, there's mm. some sort of there's a, a wrestling road diary thing where you can basically you you spend the night sort of you know traveling with him from place to place and you see him staying over at a fan's house and then it's on to the next thing one of these sort of shoot Problematic. indie videos that, it's how they used to work because I mean they didn't get paid very much right okay you know it's uh, pay, payment in wrestling is one of those great mysteries yeah uh, oh you're sleeping in your van you're sleeping uh, in your car exactly you know it's uh, I, 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 I say it's a great mystery I did find out some about um, a very large UK uh, federation recently there were some figures uh, released and they did mention that some of the wrestlers on their shows were paid uh, 50 quid which yeah. just in this day and age well compared to the people who are taking the dividends out at the top and yes. you know you build something Look, you, you take the money out of it there, fine, is, but, there but... is nothing wrong with people working hard and getting a wage it's just I... all people should be getting a wage I just enjoy the fact that um, I, I think the Craftdale and wrestling indie wrestling scene yeah has a lot of uh, similarities in exactly that, in that, you know the circles, you know, the circles and at the are top converging. of it Pete is Daniel Bryan and his fucking beard. <laughs> he, he brought them all in. Exactly. Hell, so, bit, so a bit of straight thinks, edge in CM Punk yeah. and then a bit of sort of like veganism in yeah. Daniel Bryan. and Artisanal wrestler. Oh, absolutely. He's the artisanal wrestler. Absolutely. But I, think it's, I look at like when people get upset with um, slightly punk rock indie 
um, craft ale providers. Yeah. Uh, that 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 sell out to like a bigger, you know, your brew dog and stuff like that. You know, they, and and they're seen as being sellouts. I think people kind of forget what why people get into the thing yeah, that they get into. Absolutely. You got to get paid. If I go to a wrestling show, if I go to a, a British indie wrestling show, if they're making money, fine. Um, if there is a uh, a massive disparity about how much his money is getting taken out of the business, and you're, you've got to pull it accounts for, for whatever reason, um, I think that's uh, that's problematic. But let's not forget that we all live in obscene capitalist societies, yep. and it's entertainment. People aren't doing it for for, for nothing. Nope. And if you're getting take, taken advantage of, th- then everyone's got internet, everyone's got power, everyone's got a voice. Use that voice. Unionize and fucking stick it to the All big All right, David Starr. <laughs> Jesus. No, I, I, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. The only thing I disagree with is I think, you know, what would be quite nice is when this is all over, at some point for us to put on one show. Mm. And let me tell you, you will be dreaming of the days of being paid 50 quid to that show when we do it. <laughs> really amazing. But can we not just do a rev share? We just put on a WrestleMania show and we do a rev share. That, yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, I always, I always think that should be done because, I mean, the reality is, even if you set something up, you can argue all you like. But I would say it's just as easy to do three weeks of sorting out a venue, mm. talking to the ticket people, yeah. turning up early to make sure everyone's there, ringing around and booking. I'd say that's equally as easy as doing half an hour in the ring in front of a crowd and it having to be good. Yeah. I think, yeah, you yeah. know, there are economies of scale. I don't want this to be a podcast that's very much on the side of the wrestlers, <laughs> the people who make the art that we talk about and absolutely <laughs> adore. I mean, but I think promoters, they do have a certain thing of, you know... Uh, no one thinks they're going to get rich doing it. If you get rich doing it, it's because, you know, you've done something that's really unique and really, you know, well done and everything. But I do sort of think, you know, God, pay people properly. Oh, but but that's what I mean. The difference between paying someone 50 quid and 200 quid mm. is, yeah. is negligible. Absolutely. Look at it. But Absolutely. how expensive ticket sales are nowadays. Yeah. Just a Don't slow way. Don't pay somebody way. 50 quid. This is just a slow way of us making it clear that we are going to be moving this show to Times Radio. <laughs> um, unfortunately, uh, we, we are going to be taking on a third person. That is the former Home Secretary, Amber Rudd. She will be coming in. And we're not going to be talking about wrestling anymore. We're going to be talking about Indian people. <laughs> what a fucking horror show. Um, they won't even be an afterthought. No. But, do you know, we talked about like, on a previous show uh, for a very long time about right. um, how, uh, you know, we listen to these and times have changed mm. by the time they come out things have gone on mm. I reckon my reference to Times Radio will seem absolutely bizarre now, where, be people, now. where people people are going oh wasn't that the thing that was open for two days <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes I mean it was it was you know, riots all around the world. Uh, everyone's talking about diversity yep. and, and and talking about making a uh, a, a real and uh, a, 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 just a real a concerted effort uh, to 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 put um, yep. black voices at, at the forefront. And they drop. Yeah, a lot of women in there, but they are all frequently problematic. Yep. Uh, right-wingers. Uh, right wingers, right uh, wingers. I mean, it's the Times, but yeah. like Times, Times Radio, they put uh, they just put all these white faces in there. It is like, a funny just, thing. It's, 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 it's a funny thing about everyone has this thing about you know incredible thought that they thought yeah this is the time to announce. It's like it's the like, shareholders have to be satisfied. It's like you're sort of like you know you, you, there's a funny thing that's happened recently, which is people will say, well, we do need to have a, a difference of opinions and stuff like that, mm. and you can't really sort of go, well, everyone, you know, we, we, the problem is, you know, we're really looking for a right wing voice, and the BBC, we need to have some people certainly who are right of centre mm. and things like that. And I look at something like Times Radio and I think, why aren't they 
saying? Where are all the fucking lefties? Where are they? Because I'll tell you what happens is the right have done something very clever, which is whatever they do, they accuse the left of doing, and the left just sit there and just go, oh, I'm not going to argue about it. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, there's just no point. (laughs) Do you know know, there is a point that I I absolutely 100% believe this? Fire. Fire, so <laughs> fire, fire is the left winger's best friend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Take that how you like. Poll tax riots. Yeah. yeah. Is that scuffling, un, scuffling poles left in, Absolutely. Uh, in Trafalgar Square. Oh, un, sorry, un, detritus un, of capitalism. <laughs> yeah. you, you show me a left wing builder. You show me one left wing builder and I will put this scaffolding pole down. Um, <laughs> uh, not all builders. Not all. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, but, I, I should say, look, we, we have a diversity problem on this show yes. in that we are two white men. Yes. But I would say, I mean, I mean, it is just the two of us. And if anyone else would like to come and do this who is not a white man, I'd be overjoyed <laughs> yes. to, to let you do it for a while. <laughs> We haven't got many WrestleManias left. I mean, at the moment, I mean, it was the heat of summer. The, the, the studio is really hot. It really if you is. can handle, really if you is. can take the heat, <laughs> can you like the WWE any... recipe, but yeah. if you can take the heat, look, I will yeah. happily step out. 100%. It is, I'm just melting. And in I here. tell you what, we are giving a crisp fifty pound note. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, mean, I, I would like to, pre- to to sort of explain my something as I said. Look, I, I I'm not saying that uh, really fucking shite hawk shitty wrestling company should pay anybody a small amount of money and take loads of money out of the company. I'm just making the point that I'm surprised yeah. that people who have right throughout their lives uh, uh, you know, worked within a capitalist system are surprised that the plucky fucking punk rock uh, who are still yeah. working with the framework of fucking capitalism yeah. are fucking shortchanging their wrestlers because this is how capitalism fucking works. Yeah. This is, people expect to pay fuck all for a massive amount of work. It's not right, but I'm always surprised at people imagining the sell, like having a problem with people selling out because that is the fucking core tenets of work, of having a company it seems yeah you can't be fucking nice but I, you can be fair i'd say there is an argument that people will say oh yeah so it's very easy to say isn't it you know because you've got your patreon <laughs> yeah. but if people want to hear your work they what they have to fucking pay i heard yeah. your bit about fucking daniel bryan oh yeah <laughs> oh you want to hear the daniel bryan but yeah you've got to pay for it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean my big thing about the patreon is we, we did this for two years <laughs> every week and, and and it was there and everything and, and, and you know and, and, it allows and, us to continue to do it and advert and you might not have heard that many adverts on this, and, and, and I can't remember the last time I voiced an advert for WrestleMe. No. And that's why we're doing the fucking Patreon, right? Because <laughs> that... This is the sort of thing we don't talk about on the Patreon. <laughs> and so if you are listening to it and you hate this, get on the Patreon. We're sitting over there having a right laugh about the skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but, great, hey, great to have Daniel Bryan back. It is. This is great exactly the sort of thing where, where if, if um, Daniel Bryan was listening, I think he'd say, I actually sort of really like that intro. I thought they were going to talk about whether I was a good wrestler. <laughs> but instead, there was a big thing about capitalism, and that he was good. He is a good wrestler. He is um, really about good. Uh, two seconds. And Jerry Lawler calls AJ Lee a slut. Oh, I, think, I think that's a line in the uh, in, like a Jerry Bingo that I've got to yes. set up every <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania. I think it's kind of we're not even an hour in, and he's already kind of. I think I've finished a line. She is. She is absolutely uh, sort of unique in that thing where she was a very very lovely she, she's that sort of I, I think the wrestling fans ideal girlfriend right and they would always sort of go isn't she weird isn't she kooky and I sort of go no she just she, <laughs> she, she, she seems like the best the best <laughs> looking girl who's ever been into comics you know <laughs> doesn't seem like a terrible thing uh, but they always had it slightly like she was weird in some way right okay. um, I, I do not understand the people of WWE whatsoever yeah. um, she of course would uh, marry CM Punk 
Cool. And, uh, yeah. They are still okay. together, and she's uh, she's actually very. She's got a good um, Twitter feed. A lot of stuff about sort of mental health. She's very open about her own. Uh. And she had a, a very good um, uh, little memoir came out, which is really underrated, called "Crazy Is My Superpower." Mm. Um, and it's uh, it's worth a read. Oh, lovely! She seems like a very nice person. Jerry Lyle uh, then does a joke about the Civil War. Sounded racist. <laughs> sounded racist, but it was so badly delivered. I'm going to give him a pass. I didn't really understand what it meant. Okay. Yeah. What did he say? He says something like, "She, f- yeah, North and the South." In the Civil War, her ancestors, any, anything like that, I just sort of, it just gets my back up, especially when it's Jerry. What's the episode, what's the match where he mentions the fucking banana boat? Jesus Christ, I'll get you that. I'll get you that. That's a, a yeah, terrible yeah. bit. That, but look, the, the match itself, fucking exciting. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> you, you right. get that opening move where you uh, think that um, Dolph is going to be pinned. Mm. And then immediately, Daniel Bryan is just like, I have been waiting. So I got bumped my first WrestleMania. <laughs> the next one got eight seconds, didn't get to do anything. And he's like, if they only give me 14 seconds in this one, I am going to make it memorable. And within that first 10 seconds, he's doing a dive out the ring, which is full <laughs> pelt. It's fucking thrilling. He starts doing the kicks that he does, the kicks on the chest. Mm. Moving away from the mic is like, demonstrate ineptly <laughs> what it would look like if he was dying and they were trying to revive him. Um, but the crowd go mad. The yes chanting mm. with that. And it's thrilling. I, I can't get over how exciting I, I found the whole rise of Daniel Bryan mm. and weirdly this gave me like almost a sort of like a, a, a physical memory of seeing this probably I'd recorded it you know on the DVR and watched mm. it the next morning but of of watching this and it just seeing Bryan go over the one thing that you wanted that was sort of bigger than who will win the match is you wanted Daniel Bryan to be doing better matches and showing what he could do and going yeah. up the card and watching this it properly made my heart go dig, 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 oh. like that. I didn't feel like emotional about it, but I was just exciting. <laughs> and that's a funny thing about how I think his rise came through that sense of excitement. It was really, it was really exciting to see. The other thing I really got knocked out by here was Big E, right? About how good he was, and I think this is pretty much his in-ring debut. Mm. Uh, he had been a, a, a another NXT champion. He'd been sort of quite a dominant one, so we all knew he could wrestle. Mm. What no one knew is how charismatic Big E was. Yeah. And in this one, he's he comes out and he's really good. He's really fast and really sort mm. of physical, and he thumps into things, and he's really exciting. I think he's got the best pecs in wrestling. He's huge, They're absolutely just huge, absolutely bulbous. They look like two frying pans, just really <laughs> sort of like you know, like like you'd hit them going ah, it's gonna it's gonna feel like a booby. And you hit them. And you just go, ha! Huh. <laughs> like one of those Japanese drums. Yes. Tight. He's, uh, he's, I mean, he's great here, but mm. he would go on, of course, to have huge stardom with the New Day. Yeah. Uh, where he just showed this side of him, which is just, he, he does a brilliant combination of being really charismatic and also really super physical when mm. he goes. And I, 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 seeing him here again, it made me, it reminded me how good he is mm. and how pleased I am that he, out of like a lot of the people on here, is such a big star yeah. now. Uh, he really deserves it. He's also excellent on Twitter. He had a very, very nice bit, which I just sort of cemented my love for him, where he uh, was chirpsing up Becky Lynch's mum, which is really <laughs> worth, um, it's really <laughs> worth following. There's, cool. some, there's some charming bits on there. Mm. Um, it's a quick match, but it's all action throughout. Yeah. Um, it's a really dominant performance by Brian and Kane, and then Brian gets the pin, and the crowd are just rippling with delight. Mm. And that thing about Brian getting the pin is also a nod to saying, Look, he, he's here with Kane, but who is the man who wins the match? It's Brian. Kane and uh, Brian had a really good chemistry together. Kane had been sort of really not, I mean, he was just Kane. He was always around. Yeah. But this was an invigorating sort of run for him. 
uh, and it really, really helped Brian get over. I think not necessarily as so much with the crowd who he was already over with, but certainly with people inside WWE. You know, mm. I, I'm sure Kane is there to just say, I'm sure they're going, what does he get up to? What's, what's his kink? What, what's, what's the thing? <laughs> what's that his if, hang? If we, <laughs> what's the other hang? If, if we finally say to him, you can be a star and you can wrestle at a high level, What's what's the fucking thing? It's going to come out because because there must be something. They they were looking for reasons, I think, not to push him. But um, Kane clearly came back and went, "Oh, he's really nice," and, and they were happy. The, um, the uh, I did spend a lot of time watch. I mean, a stupid amount of time watching uh, Mayor Jacobs uh, Kane yeah. uh, delivering the twenty nineteen to twenty budget proposal. Um, actually, it would have been twenty twenty one. Um, a fiscally responsible budget. Yeah, it's not the budget he wanted to give you. Oh, but it's the budget he's been forced to give you. Really? like ninety seven views. And I wrestling fans. I, I love right it. I love it. I would really like, and, and uh, I've, I've seen him do some bits before mm. where whenever he does a sort of like as fundraiser, there'll often be a bit where he'll, he'll like come out wearing a cane mask and take it off and he'll just go, oh, sorry, left that arm from work. And everyone sort of politely <laughs> goes, oh, another one. Yeah. Another cane joke. <laughs> Mayor's, Mayor is very good at that. Cane jokes are up over 3,000 year on year. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Um, he, he, he did actually tweet something recently, which um, was very much on the, the side of the protesters, a little video showing the police uh, I, I may even have been Tennessee oh, taking okay. a knee, um, and that that was a, a surprise to me. I think you know he's he's certainly because he's a conser- cause most wrestlers are conservative. He's a libertarian. Oh, is he right? Yeah, okay. and he's but he has talked about things, uh, and this obviously fits in with his libertarian views mm. about you know we don't I don't want to lock down. Yeah. you know it's all that sort right. of thing. So there is a, a sense of thinking he's quite conservative, but right. actually he's this. Uh, He's this hippie fruitcake uh, <laughs> who's just one of those those suit wearing conservative hippies. Yeah, um, I, I I do think he seems like a really nice guy. Undertaker talks about him in the last ride, right? And then uh, he just sort of says he's the one person he trusts sort of more than anyone else. He said I would trust him to to take care of my wallet if mm. if I ever needed someone to actually do that. Oh. You know, and it's they just he's like the most reliable man in the world. Well, I mean, I guess he'd do that if you, you should have a hip hip replacement operation. You can't put it next to your hip, <laughs> yeah. can you? Uh, plus, he's he's he's, he's, he's an official, so I mean, if Kane <laughs> did nick it, it wouldn't just be a, a, a criminal matter. He would immediately be losing his job. <laughs> um, Undertaker's got it all worked out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> we move on to uh, Chris Jericho versus uh, Fandango. Mm. Um, Again, the the original plan for this match, according to Chris Jericho, he wrote about this quite extensively in his book uh, called No is a Four-Letter Word, uh, which was about the, the later, more recent part of his career when he wrote it, mm. uh, having done the sort of early years and the and the, and the, the rise uh, all the way to the WWE. And this was more about his recent career. Um, the original plan was for him to face Ryback. And Ryback right. was a monster that he was going to then go against Jericho, a returning Jericho, and, and Ryback would eventually beat, and that would make Ryback a bigger star. Uh, Vince McMahon changed his mind on that. No one's quite sure. I think he obviously just left, lost interest for some reason in Ryback. Um, Jericho had returned at the Royal Rumble. He was going to be working until SummerSlam, and that idea of, of Ryback was the reason he came back. I think he saw something in Ryback and thought, yeah, he's going to be a huge star, mm. and this will be a big WrestleMania match. And there was no reason for Jericho really to come back to do WrestleMania other than to be in a good position. Yeah, We've seen with Rock coming back as the big star, the part-timers get over as big as anyone. So if he's only got a limited amount of matches left, which I think at this time he was beginning to think he had. Ironically, you know, he's pretty much, you know, never been busier Mm. than he is this year uh, and the year before. But he's beginning, I think, to sort of think, well, you know, I'm going to, I've got my music career. I'm doing all these weird TV shows. We (laughs) talked about them last time. I think he was beginning to transition out. And so he's only got limited matches. Let's make them count. Mm. 
when he finds out that his match uh, with Ryback is off, um, he uh, was really, really disappointed. Because right. he was like, well, why have I come back? What have I come back for? Yeah. And then he finds out they haven't really got many ideas for him. So uh, at that point, Fandango was a young guy. He's a guy called Johnny Curtis. He'd been in their development system mm. for a surprising amount of years and they'd never quite found something for him to do. Right. He'd won one of the NXT talent sort of uh, seasons. Mm. So he was on the rise. Mm. And they'd given him this this gimmick in 2000 and what is it now, 13, uh, where he was Fandango, a dancer. I had a, I, th- I was I was thinking well obviously like dancing with the stars must have been the the reason yeah because Jer- Jericho was on that like he was before, wasn't he yeah was two, that something to do with it two thousand and five dancing with the stars started um, and so you have Jericho I think uh, was he on before or was he on he was on before yeah I, I, I definitely yeah he did before, it in twenty eleven yeah kicked out the midway point so that's why I thought thought that that was part of it like a kind of like ha ha you were a dancer no Here's they brought in Fandango and they basically had a thing where Fandango didn't wrestle at all on the thing because he would get upset that the ring announcers couldn't pronounce his name yes, properly. Yeah, okay. They would say, please welcome Fandango. And he would go, no, it's fun. I mean, right, okay, yeah. imagine thinking this is going to <laughs> not only get you money, but will be a big WrestleMania match. So they they get him all the way through and, and Jericho goes, well, if I, you know, I've got to work with this guy. And they're like, yeah, he's going to debut and he's going to be a big star and we want you to take him on at WrestleMania. You just and, know that, he, that man is dripping with First gimmick. He's yeah. dripping with like before yeah. he becomes Undertaker. Entirely. Now, <laughs> now Vincent Mann says, look, I think Fandango's going to be a huge gimmick. I really do. And we need him to have a brilliant start mm. to just propel this. And so a brilliant start would be against you, Chris. Mm. So Jericho is absolutely fucking furious. They then mention, oh yeah, Ryback's going to be in this match with Mark Henry and he's going to lose. And he's like, what, what, well, why? Why, am I not why, why didn't Ryback, I find yeah. it? If he's not doing something better, why don't I get to do him? Anyway, he began getting convinced that Vince McMahon was playing a practical joke on him. And, right. he, and he wasn't sure whether he was going to be made to look stupid or whether or not he'd get to do Ryback eventually. So it was all really uncomfortable. Um, he felt really, really betrayed. Um, he then said, I'm actually thinking of quitting. And mm-hmm. The Undertaker rang him up. I think, I think he wanted some advice. And The Undertaker said, just, just do your job. He said, um, Jericho remembered, he said, um, uh, The Undertaker had said to him, I've done 20-0 and 0 at WrestleMania and I had to wrestle some dudes that didn't really want to. Uh, and the names there were like Giant Gonzalez and Jimmy Snook. They said, <laughs> he said, basically, Undertaker said to me, do your job. And I said, oh, I suppose I will. <laughs> so Jericho went in after, he was like, well, I'm going to work really hard to try and make this mean something. Mm. So he took the thing of being able to, he'd sort of call him, you know, fan dimbo and stuff. Right, like, yeah, fucking yeah. Up, 43. I'm <laughs> listing these things coming out of my mouth. It makes me feel <laughs> so dumb. And I mean, they have this match, and and the match <laughs> itself. I mean, Fandango comes out. He he was taught to dance for the ten seconds he needs to dance in his entrance, and then no more. I tell you what, he was doing the fucking. He was chewing gum. Oh, you don't like Chew, that. I do, do not, not like, like it. And when you're a character who is a ballroom dancer, all I, all I'm saying, Fandango, is all I'm saying is <laughs> show me one professional dancer, right, that who's you've seen on your thing who's chewing gum, <laughs> who, who's chewing gum when they come out. Show me one. Show me one. <laughs> Eating, <laughs> dancing around. So he does his little thing. The woman he dances with was not was nothing to do with wrestling. Right. She was a, a professional dancer mm. and, and college student. And I think the college oh. student is slightly that the bit adds, where you adds a veneer. Yeah, yeah you sort of go. That is another fifty pounds. 
pounds, isn't it? You know, uh, put put this towards some books, cupcake. Um, <laughs> there they go. And uh, look, I mean, one thing really happened. I mean, the, the match itself was, uh, you know, doing your debut at WrestleMania, and Fandango was in there with Jericho, and I think there was a lot of pressure. Fandango just seemed anxious and the match never really no. clicks. The problem is, is when you debut someone at WrestleMania, no one knows what to expect. And when the guy wrestles just like everybody else, mm. you're like, why have we waited all this time to see this guy? It wasn't like there was a, it was a returning star that you were excited mm. about. It's just like, here's a new guy. You're well, like, I he, have no connection with him. He, he does. No, he wrestles like everyone else. Then he does a little... Poise, kind of like pause, kind of. I tell you, the Ooh. worst, the worst dance he does is when the, uh, the the dancer comes in, who's the college student who accompanied him very briefly. They did get rid of, and that he got replaced. She got replaced rather by Summer Ray, who was mm. a, 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 a one of the divas at the time, the female performers. But there's a bit where he's in with the college student in the ring, and she is just sort of doing a splits and sort of like you know graceful pose, and he's just sort of level with her head, just grinding at her crotch. <laughs> like, what's a dance move? Oh yeah, it's just grinding, grinding at a woman. What would I be doing in a club? Yeah. Grinding, yeah. grinding near your head. Um, so they had this match. It's, it's you know, it, it is what it is. It didn't really work. Mm. It ends with Fandango uh, pinning Jericho. When, when you're a debuting star as well, you want to have a thing where you win convincingly, so that people go, okay, you know, I see he's different. You know, that that's a, he's going to be a big star. Mm. And what he does here is he wins with a sort of roll up, and then looks really surprised like he's done it. And you're like, right, if you've got no faith in yourself to beat Jericho, <laughs> why do you think I would have? You know, just loads of mistakes like that. I mean, what happens that's really interesting is British and Scottish fans. Right. Right. And what happens is after, on the Raw after this, for some reason, when he comes out, the British and Scottish fans have become quite obsessed with his theme tune. Right. And so when they go, please welcome Fandango. It's a stinking theme tune as well. Da, 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 like that. Yeah. Right. I, I always get it a bit wrong because I always go do right, which is better. Right. Uh, but what happens is on the way back from WrestleMania, <laughs> uh, no, sorry, on the Raw the next day, they begin um, uh, the, the the they chant along to the music, right? And it's so loud <laughs> that the cameras start cutting to them, and everyone's going do <laughs> a slight thing of that they don't have in America, which is the football terrace. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is you know, there's yeah. a song you all sing along. Do, do, arms up. Fandango comes out and he is he is scared, tricked. He is tricked because he comes out and goes. I'm oh. a huge fucking star. WrestleMania went very well. They are singing so loud and so big. I believe that, that the night before coming back from <laughs> WrestleMania, half of the reason it started was a load of Scottish fans began singing on the train that took them back into New York. Right. And there's a video on YouTube of the entire train <laughs> doing Fandango's thing on the way back. Oh, Communal lovely. wrestling, yeah. you know. By the time Fandango comes out, he is like, I am a huge fan. This song is so popular in Britain that overnight, after I think it's it must be after the Raw, it jumps from 171 in the iTunes charts to number 11 in a day. This is in the UK, and then it settles at number 44 by the week's end. Has any has any WrestleMania theme ever done that? No, they've sold records. They've nope. tried to sell records as best they can. The WWE actually labelled it as its own phenomenon called Fandangoing. Um, I mean, they were as surprised as anyone. They were they actually did loads of you know articles about Good. it, just going you know this yeah. has gone nuts. Now that would be the high point of Fandango's career, right? Okay. Uh, uh, they they just 
I mean, I, I hate this as a gimmick. Mm. I hate this as a gimmick. Why are you called a dance and then with the word, you know, I, I just, yeah. I just hate it. I, 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 it's... I, I, I couldn't figure out the Fandango, because Fandango <coughs> are fundamentally, everyone knows that word and also everyone can say that word. Yeah. Yeah. It's three syllables. Entirely. It's not hard. It's not hard. It's, you know, I, 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 there must be more difficult dancing times, but I also have that thing of going, what are you? Yeah. What are you? Are you like an alien from the planet fucking Fandango? <laughs> and, you, you know, you do your dance and your whole thing is you're furious that Earth people can't dance. <laughs> what is this? It, why, why aren't you... Why are you here? Why aren't you Johnny, Johnny Madman Curtis? <laughs> and you come out and you wrestle. Why don't you do, try that for a fucking change? And I, just the whole, the whole thing about it, it was cheesy and it was crap. Mm. In a way, Fandango at this time is as bad a character as Duke the Dumpster Drosy. You know, yeah, I, I, I am the dancing one. I do the dance. Who's the Spanish sort of? I don't. It's he looked like a matador kind of character. Who Tito Santana? Uh, uh, no, El in, 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 in uh, Street Fighter. Oh, in Street Fighter. <laughs> Fighter. I can't remember his name. Whoever he is, he had a cool kind of like dancing look. Yeah, and you can do it the right way, but I just I think the dancing thing doesn't really. It's like be. Give him a bit of talking or something. I don't. I can't figure out what the. I don't know. What it just, is 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 he he sort of seemed to. I don't know. I don't think he knew what he was what he was supposed to be. Who is Fandango? <laughs> is my big question. Who is, is he? A dancer, or is he a wrestler who is like I believe in the beauty of, of dance, dance yeah. or. Or what? What is he? And that's before we get. What to, is he? That's before we get to Jericho's LED cut. Yes, <laughs> probably looked amazing backstage in a dark room. Yeah, but very much looks like fuck all uh, when yeah. you are in a massive auditorium <laughs> yeah. in front of fireworks. Like I say, it just doesn't translate. He, it's worth watching his return at the Royal Rumble, <laughs> where um, people aren't expecting him to be there. I think he comes in at number two or whatever. Oh, lovely! And uh, it is that thing of that's where he debuts that jacket, <laughs> and it, it is dark, and it just begins <laughs> running across his back, and everyone is like. Like, the place is too big. Yeah. It's too big for that. It's it's open air as well, isn't it? So yeah. it's too light. There's no way of darkening it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the Fandango thing. I, I I watched, and this is now Fandango is one of those guys as well who who has managed to have a WWE career that's lasted a long time mm. because of his time in development. I think he's already been there for eleven years. Right. And so this is 2013. That's seven years ago. He's one of those people who you continually expect when they make the rounds of redundancies that he's going to be there. His career, his career is just a low thing. Now, he seems like a really nice guy and he's on NXT and he's not a bad wrestler by any stretch of the imagination. But there is a funny thing about if you have your debut at WrestleMania and mm. you beat Chris Jericho, by the way, Chris Jericho was not happy about having to lose. He was furious. Really? The only thing that sorted him out was apparently he got the biggest payday that he ever got in his WWE career right. at WrestleMania was for that match. And I think there's a slight thing there which is like, this is money for your hurt feelings because they knew it would upset him. Yeah. But he had to lose to a guy who no one had ever seen before mm. and actually who would go on to do absolutely nothing. He's one of those rare people, I think, Fandango, who you couldn't even say and who had uh, a single run as intercontinental champion. Mm. Never done. Yeah. Ne- just nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over the years, they've even got rid of the dancing gimmick. So now he just comes out and they go, Fandango, and he'll sort of go, ooh. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you know, Jesus Christ. It, the, the gimmick was totally expendable. Yeah. But also without it, what are you? <laughs> what are you? He sold the code breaker very well, I thought. Uh, yes, it's, it's a beautiful song. He's not a bad wrestler, mm. but, you know, as we say, uh, you know, fine is the enemy of everything that's great in wrestling. 
Correct. You know? Correct. Big shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is the end of uh, the surprisingly lengthy, girthy yeah. um, uh, WrestleMania show. Uh, this has been the second dose of WrestleMania 29. If you would like to hear what happens next week, you can listen right now over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash WrestleMe. And also you get an extra short on there and you get a newsletter and you get ad-free WrestleMe. It's not a bad deal. Mark, WrestleMe. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.